Hello, all, and welcome to episode 99 of the Man to Man NBA show. Number 99, very close to a very good number. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but before we get into all that, today's episode of Man to Man podcast is brought to you by the Patreon supporters. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a monthly subscription service that we have signed up for, which is the best way for you to support the podcast directly. If you want to be a part of it, go check out our social media. It's at the link in our bio. It's very, very cheap. We don't obviously want to run you off for any more than what you can give. So if you think you love the pod, you want to support us, please go check it out. Uh, Patreon supporters get early merch drops, behind the scenes looks, and so much more. Uh, go ahead and give, check it out and just help the boys out so we can keep putting out this uh, content for you guys. And uh, yeah, that, so that is our supporter for today. And with that out the way, we are back. It's been a one-week hiatus for the NBA show, but we are back. Very excited about it. Lots of NBA stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, let me introduce the men, the myths, the legends, Liam, Andy. First off, how are y'all doing today? And also, do y'all want to talk about the Titans or do you just want to let bygones be bygones <laughs> pass in the past? Uh, that's a sore subject, right? Damn. There. <laughs> that's how we're opening up 99, huh? <laughs> now nah, I'm feeling Jay Crowder-like, man. I'm feeling good. A little depressed. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's, it's way too long of a, a Titans season to end by three points. All the great teams, you know, got beat by three points. I think it's rigged. The four-second thing, it's rigged. The whole NFL is. Uh, Tannehill is not a Super Bowl quarterback. But, uh, and also, like, I mean, I had, a great, I had a great time, man. You know, went downtown Nashville. It was fun. Liam, I don't know. You were in Indy, dude. Yeah, come to Nashville, dog. But I was in, I was in Nashville downtown uh, with the bus and with the boys. Shout out to those guys. And uh, and then next day, I just woke up with a uh, a contact on my phone from, uh, it said this chick's name. I'm not going to say her name, but date next week at Jeff Ruby's. I don't know what Jeff Ruby's is, bro. <clears throat> so I, I'm probably not going to look it up. But uh, yeah, feeling a little depressed. Obviously, gonna, yeah, Liam lost a lot of money. And I'm not tailing that dude anymore. I'll tell you that. right? We can talk about that in a sec. But um, yeah, it's sore, man. It's sore subject. What's up, JP? Appreciate you rocking with us, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, always happy to rock with y'all. Happy to see y'all's faces again. I was thinking about you when I was watching the game. You know, I was like, damn, those boys probably sad. But, I mean, hey, you lost to a good team. There's always next year. You still have Derrick Henry. I mean, things things could be worse. You still have Ryan Tannehill, so things could absolutely be better. But, you know, hey, always next year. <laughs> Let's talk about how and, much uh, money Liam lost real quick. <laughs> yeah, true. Liam, I'll, I'll just say, I'm just going to say five, more or less. Uh, it was more than that, for sure. How about how about eight? I think in total it was right above that, but wow. it was not a good weekend, man. Betting mm-hmm. wise, it was not a good weekend. Uh, you win some, you lose some, and that was a big loss. And uh, you got to make up for it. I mean, I'm glad I got a whole whole year to do, make up some money, but yeah, that one hurt. I don't know about you. I'm I'm looking at the time. It's seven o'clock. I said yes. Keep feeding the boy. You know, I started at like 11, dude. I don't drink like that. I said seven, eight. I mean, let's get Fade McGee out here, dude. You know, just lost. Let me get two, <laughs> let me get two vodka Red Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I was. I, I texted JP I mean, the like next the day. I was like, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I can record. That's, that's why we didn't do the episode <laughs> for everyone listening out there. We got way too faded. And it's, it's not something to be proud of either. I'll say that right now. I don't like getting that, you know. I don't like getting that knowledgeable, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And sometimes after a tough loss, you just got to drink the sorrows away. Uh, I remember one of the, the first episodes I was ever on was when I came back from being in Charlotte, watching Clemson lose to the eventual national champions, Georgia. And I felt the same way after that game. I uh, spent about four hours in sadness, drinking the sorrows away. But I, hey, I, hey, that's, how, that's how it goes. That's how it I goes. was. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I actually – at one point during the game, I was so McGee'd out that I, I drank a puddle of beer on a couch seat where someone's ass had been for like 10 minutes before. I was getting faded, dude, having a good time. I, so, mean, I don't know if you got to tell us that story because I, I mean, and you know, anybody can listen. It was to this for podcast, good luck, right? bro. I was. <laughs> And then I left and then I lost my bomber jacket. I left my bomber jacket, my black one with my champion beanie, bro. Cause we ain't champions, man. Take that, take that away from me. <laughs> Typical Tennessee football. We got a good game tonight with the, the Tennessee Volunteers, though. The battle of the UTs. So JP, you need to start riding with the boys, man. If you want to feel depressed. Well, that's all I ever look for in this life is feel depressed. <laughs> so I might just have to start riding the boys. But I got my own college basketball teams to be sad about. 
But last NFL talk for the day. It's really a sad day in sports. One of the very few undisputed goats in their respective sports, Tom Brady, retired today. Uh, We won't talk too much about it because literally every media outlet for the entire weekend will talk about it. I just wanted to bring up to y'all, quick question. Do we think the only NBA comparison that could happen in recent or in the near future for this retire is LeBron? Maybe Steph. I think those are the only two guys right now where when they retire, it'll have the same impact. That could happen in the next, say, five years. Yeah, I think that's – I'm trying to think, trying to go down the list of my names. I mean, Jay Crowder, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. LeBron. Conley, Conley yeah. Mike Conley. Come on, man. Zebo. <laughs> Oh, Zebo is already retired, so just <laughs> all right. Well, I retract my statement. I think Giannis possibly, if he keeps winning, could Giannis have is it. like the most humble, coolest superstar I think there is. You see, like, him, Giannis is the goat. You see him after a presser game conference, he was over there eating some chicken, chicken wings. Yeah, dude, that yeah, shit saw, was so funny. But at least he's self aware, though. I, I believe, I mean, I, I was watching that last night. I thought they won the game, him coming out like that. But someone said in the comments, at least, like Giannis, yeah, maybe LeBron, I mean, LeBron definitely. For sure. Curry, for sure. Other than that, you guys know who I'd say. And it's Candace Freedom, dude. All right. I'll just throw Kevin Durant out there just so we don't end with Enos Freedom. But, that, that yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's, there is nobody that is so close to, like, undisputed gout in basketball. There just isn't. But, yeah, Tom Brady riding off into the sunset. What, what about Mello? Maybe Mello? Carmelo Anthony? He yeah, never he, won. Yeah. He never won, though. Nah. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about the greatest of all time in football that ever played a position. You throwing out fucking Carmelo I mean, Anthony, Johnny Manziel was up there. <laughs> you know, Johnny was up there, bro. <laughs> Maybe for like half the hey, season. Colle- Johnny Manziel was a yeah. He was a better collegiate football player than Tom Brady was. That's a everybody fact. wanted but- Tom- Johnny Manziel to go back and play football. Like, was not even. Like that's not even an argument. Everyone wanted Johnny Football to come back, whether he was doing coke or not. Say, let him rip, dude. Let him rip. Get out of there. First downs, rock. <laughs> Probably too much info, I, but you know that's what Johnny was doing, and I, I, I wanted to see Johnny back on out on the field. The you fact know, that rocking. Johnny Manziel got brought up in the goat conversation, Andy, your mind is an enigma, man. I don't. <laughs> hey, you ask me, that guy's pushing P. All right, I don't know. He's pushing P. So I got a couple up there for sure. All right, let's go to the opening topic. Top four teams in the West currently, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Utah Jazz. They seem to be separating themselves from the pack a little bit. The Jazz are falling off with uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert both missing a little bit of time. So this answer may be a little easier than it was a couple weeks ago, but if you had to pick one team from these four to kind of fall down maybe into a five, six, seven range, which team you take in? I'll send it to Liam. Uh, well, off the rip, I would have to say, because you guys mentioned it as well, the Jazz. Um, I think the Jazz are that one of those teams that just kind of, for me, they're just not the team. Like, they have a good team, but they are never gotten over that hump. They are always make the playoffs sometimes at a very high seed, you know, one, two in the last couple of years. And then we just know they're not going to win more than one or two series at most. So, I would say the Jazz for the for the West, because um, I think the Suns and the Warriors and the Grizzlies right now are all playing at a at a high high level. So that would be my answer. <laughs> I might have to second that. Just looking at this, lost to the Grizzlies, lost to the Suns, lost to the Warriors. Like those are the past four games. Can't beat those guys. You're not gonna beat top four. I would say the Grizz because they are the youngest team in the NBA right now. But looks like they kind of got it figured out without Ja Morant. And with the jaw, and that's on jaw. Um, I gotta probably say the jazz too, man. I don't think they're rocking as man. I'm just they are they are walking L's in this thing right now. The only dub in the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games was against the Pistons, and you know Cade was balling that game. So yeah, I probably gotta say the jazz. <laughs> walking yeah, L's, I think walking L's. They lost to the Pacers. But we, you know, don't bet against the Pacers now. Don't bet against the Pacers. They're a scary team. No, they're not. But, yeah, the uh, the Jazz have been struggling recently. Uh, and I think it's pretty – we've seen, I think, the worst stretch for the Warriors. I don't think they're going to have another bad stretch. The Suns may just keep winning games in in forever. I mean, they, they don't look like they're slowing down at all. Devin Booker's playing the best basketball of his career right now. 
And the Grizzlies are a good team. They're really, really solid up and down. Taylor Jenkins proven himself to be a really great coach in this league. I, I think the Jazz, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they get overtaken by the Mavericks at, like within the next two weeks, even with Mitchell and Gobert coming out. Wow. Yeah, the Mavs are hot. It's Mike Conley, though. I did just say his name, I think, a couple minutes ago, unless I said in the, uh, the prep. But yeah, Mike Conley, I mean, he's still there. I hate to see him go. Mike, Mike Conley is still an NBA player. That, that is that's true. <laughs> Don't doubt Mike Conley, okay? That's all I'm saying. Mike Conley, you can't doubt the lefty that shoots a floater with the right. It's pretty. They might do some noise, but don't not top four, though. They're losing to these other teams. Definitely not top four. But who knows if they can handle the pressure? Um, who knows if the Grizzlies can handle the pressure in the playoffs at that high of a seed? Might get first round, easy first round. Second round, they might see somebody like the Jazz. Who knows? Mike Conley, don't doubt him. If you're, so you're telling me in a playoff series, I'm just the, saying the two starting point before. guards, the two starting point guards are John Morant and Mike Conley. You're Listen. not doubting Mike Conley there. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you don't doubt either of the guys. But listen, I bet on Java ran at Sweet 16 and look what happened. All right, that's all I'm saying. Wasn't prepared for the moment. He wasn't ready. So we'll see if they're ready come time, come due time. I'm done talking about, man. Jazz. All right. Yeah, that was, just, a, lot, that was a long I time I just wanted to shout Mike Conley. That's all I did. So. Shout out to Mike, man. Former so, former shout Grizz. Send me shout outs. All right, shout out Mike Conley, I suppose. Now on the keep other side, rocking, things JP. are yeah. They're a little. They're a little. Hey, I was keeping us rocking. You were keep the one that wanted to bring up Mike Conley four times. <laughs> keep, keep us rocking there, dog. You got to get. Right. You got to get me off my high horse, man. All right, we're rocking. We're rocking. Top four teams in the East. A little bit more crowded space. Miami Heat at the top. Very interesting team up top. Chicago Bulls. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Most surprising team of the year. And then the Milwaukee Bucks in fourth, with the Nets just a half game back. In fifth, it's a much more crowded space in the East. The Hornets are only like eight games back from first place, and they're in eighth right now. It's it's an insane mm. conference standings. Um, I guess the same question, you know, do we who do we think of these teams? These teams, the Heat, Bulls, Cavs, Bucks, and we'll include the Nets because they're basically in fourth. Of these teams, who do we think is going to keep falling back, and who's going to move up? I'll send Cavs. Liam again. Cavs. Sorry, I had to take that one. Cavs for sure. But go ahead, no, Liam. I'd no, like to- no, no, no. See that? I'm with. Uh, that's where you're wrong, and that's the easy answer for you to say that. But I think the Cavs are a very good team. Has not. They have not been there, dude. They are not ready. Kevin gonna, Love ready. I'm going to say the Bulls because again, they they're new to this in terms of just putting their team together. I think the Bulls. I've said it before. I don't think we'll see them make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I think the Cavs could be one of those teams that upset like a Heat or like a Nets team um, if they happen to fall and play them in the first round. The Cavs are good, man. They are really good um, in terms of that. So I will say the Bulls, um, just because we don't know, like DeMar DeRozan is having a good year, but I don't know if he's he's that guy. Like I've said before, I just don't know if he can be that leader that that team needs. I know Zach Levine's playing out of his mind too, but I don't see him – being that guy either at least not right at this point in his career so i'm gonna say i'm gonna have to say the bulls i know you're gonna say the cavaliers but go ahead (laughs) young team like the grizz man it's kind of where i'm coming from uh looking at the schedule here they're one and one against each other bulls and Cavs. derozan has been there right derozan's been there before levine's an all-star he's a vet in the league lonzo's pretty much a vet in the league they got guys they're a good team there's out injuries, little injuries like that is why they kind of falling back a little bit. Um, I still, I don't think, are they first in the East still? They may get Bulls smacked are, around. They're second in the East right now. They're a game and a half back from the Heat. That kind of goes to show that they're still there. Um, so I think the Bulls will will maintain that top four because I've been, I've been, because every game that I've been seeing on national television, right, in the past couple of weeks, they've been getting smacked. I think there was a two-game stretch where they got smacked by like a total of 70 points. Uh, with that, they're with injuries, though. They've had injuries all season. Caruso. Caruso is fucked. Caruso got rocked. <laughs> that was a fucked up play, man. Dude, I, I was, that was one reason I was a little sad we didn't have an episode last weekend because I wanted to hear you go off on Grayson Allen for taking out your boy Bro, Caruso. what was that, dude? Like, I can't like, Honestly, I looking back at it, though, it wasn't as bad as I thought initially it was. It was a hard foul, and you can't – I mean, you shouldn't be able to do that, but I thought he just 
totally just, you know, fucked them in the air. But he was – it was – Going towards the ball. It was a I little think, excessive. But I, I think, though, fun. it's a little excessive on Caruso's part, too, though, because you, I feel like in the air, you can kind of gather yourself in the air. I ain't been up that high as Caruso in the air, but come on, you got to know what I'm talking about. You know where you're going to land and where you're going to fall at. And I get he probably fell at probably the most, I guess, I don't know. He fell at a good spot is what I'm saying. But it was – you can't really fall at a good spot right there. But I don't know. When you're in the air, you can kind of come down on your wrist. You probably don't want to come down on your wrist, and that's what he did, I think, along with his back or whatever. That was a fucked up foul, man. Um, I still got to go with Cavs. I don't think the Cavs are ready, dude. I know Darius Garland. It's Darius Garland and all those guys are so comfortable right now because it's the regular season. They've been playing, what, 42 games or however many games we've been playing already, 50 games. They're not ready for the moment, dude. That's all I'm saying. Jared watch Allen out, in there. Man. Just watch him. That's all I'll say. Watch him. Be, oh, all right. Well, be, if it's the Bulls and the Cavs, then I got to go Bulls. I'm just saying, if it happens and the, the Cavaliers happen to make a surprise bump in the playoffs and win around, out of round one, we're going to have to clip this. I'm going to send this to you a couple no. of times and being like, yep, I told you, motherfucker. Beating just Brooklyn. Saying. They've beat Brooke, the Bulls have beat Brooklyn twice this year. The Nets, the that doesn't matter. The Nets suck. The Lakers suck. What's another team they beat? Uh, the Knicks. <laughs> They're not good neither. Nah, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, Boston lost two times to Philly. I mean, Boston. Beat Dallas not. beat Dallas, though. <laughs> beat Dallas, both LA teams. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the quote. We're, we're kind of getting away from it. But yeah, that was a messed up foul, man. I still think it's kind of on the player, though. But I, I do get like when you're going at that kind of speed and whatever not but it's hard to come down did he only uh, get suspended for one game was that yeah yeah it was one game see i, I I'm, I'm okay with that I'm okay. grayson allen is a bitch i mean he's been getting better too though i mean he's been hooping so i ain't gonna just shit all over him you know what i mean yeah but come it, on dude yeah you know, you Grace Allen just doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Is like, yeah, a, yeah that's another thing. career yeah, that's another and thing. like a little stuff at the beginning of his career. So it's it, even if it wasn't that bad a foul, it was a hard foul. But you're still Grace and Allen. I mean, he's so, a privileged like, kid for sure, dude. Yeah. He's like streaming on the side, like trying to make more bank. He's not making it. Yeah, he, I saw his announcement or like his statement about what happened. He released it on his Discord. Like, I got to be the first NBA player ever to make an announcement on a Discord. What did he? What did he say on the Discord? He was just like, I didn't realize at the time, like it was such a bad foul and I was laughing because like people were mad that he was laughing. But I, like, if you've ever been on a team, when you go back to these huddles, bro, like people are making jokes all the time. Like I, I did, no. never once did I think like, oh, he was laughing that he hurt Caruso, but he just announced he's like, I wasn't laughing at that. One of my teammates made a joke, yada, yada, yada. So it was over on Discord though. That's crazy. I'd also like to correct myself real quick. Uh, the Hornets are actually in seventh and four and a half games back. And the Sixers are tied with the Nets right now at 29-19. So we should be talking about them as possibly coming up too. Because I do, I think you all said Cavs and Bulls. I think of the, I think these six teams heat through the Sixers right now are going to be the top six seeds. So I don't think anybody's really going to fall. But look out for the Bucks to have a tough stretch coming up. I, I they they haven't really had a tough stretch this year, and they're going to go on some bad games eventually. You know, I think Giannis is still an incredible player, but look out for the Bucks maybe fall into that five six, which is honestly terrifying if you're looking to be a three or four seed, but. Yeah, I, I I look out for the Bucks, but yeah, I do think these six teams are going to be the top. They're they're all really really good. The East is crowded. East is crowded right now, much better in the West this year, which has not been the case in the past. But damn, we spent a lot of time on the opening topic. How are we feeling, boys? We we still got we still got legs for the rest of the rest of the pod here. I'm, I'm ready, dude. I'm just ready. Just trying to get some Addy. <laughs> how many? Uh, how would you take us to our trivia question, there, big guy? Yeah. Oh, shit. My fault. Yeah. So this week's trivia question, we missed it last week and I cannot remember. I think the last trivia question that we had was who was the most blocks in NBA history by a shooting guard? It was. Mike. It, was it was MJ. So we, there was a little little discussion in TikTok comments because for anybody that doesn't know, our, our trivia TikToks do very well. People, there are a lot of interaction. People seem to like them. So depending on what source you look at, some say Michael Jordan, some but others Dwayne Wade. some say Dwayne Wade because yeah. of the way they track positions. So right, if, right. I think they're both correct in their own rights, D Wade or Michael Jordan. But we decided as a group, we said Michael Jordan. Some other sources say D Wade. If, if, if you guessed either of those, you were correct. Okay, cool. Well, great job. Uh, we'll post this one. Go check it out on Man to Man Podcast at, at, on TikTok. 
Um, all right. So this week's trivia question. Who invented the light bulb? No, I'm fucking with you. This week's trivia. <laughs> You know, a lot, people, a lot of people a lot of people mix that up. They're not even going to get that one right, I guarantee. Like, who actually invented the light bulb? Do you guys know? I mean, Thomas Edison is, like, credited with it, but there's, a, like, it's argued that it was, like, Nikola Tesla and all of oh, Hey, JP, just don't overthink it, dog. It's Tommy. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go, dude. All right, this week's trivia question. I guarantee a lot of people wouldn't get that answer right, that question right, though. Mm-hmm. This week's trivia question. How many players have scored 60 or more points on more than one occasion. Oh, wow. So go take start it. I, I, I mean, I'm going to start throwing names out. I think that's the yeah. easiest way for me to do it is I think obviously Will has to be on number one. He's done it, mm-hmm. I think, five or six times. So that's one. Now I'm just going recently. I know Devin Booker. I don't think he's done it twice now, but I know he's had it. I think Clay was up there. I don't know if he scored 60, though. Yeah, I, so Kobe, guaranteed. Obviously, you're right. Yeah. So Wilt Kobe, MJ, I'm, I, I know agree. he had 62, 63. I feel he had to have had another time. But he that's may have done it in the postseason alone. Right. So, so that's four. I got, or no, it's three. Three. 60 <laughs> points. Um, I, I don't think – Mellow. I don't think KD. I don't. I don't think Bron. I don't think LeBron. Sixty. I don't even know. Yeah, I know he's had a couple forty yeah. pointers, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. are we thinking Steph? Did Steph ever hit sixty? I think he had one game. I don't know. I, um, yeah, I don't remember him going over sixty twice. Hmm. There's definitely somebody we're not thinking about, like like an Alex English or somebody like that who was just like hooping, putting up like they put like sixty one twice. But I'm also thinking, down. I'm also thinking yeah. like Damian Lillard too. I think yeah. did Dame have a 60 point game too? He's a, he's had a, uh, at least one. I remember. Yeah. I think he had a stretch where he almost had like two in a week, but I don't know if he actually eclipsed 60 twice. I'm gonna that. say around. I'm, I'll I'll just throw out a guess of like around yeah. six players that score. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say five. Because there's probably I, one I, that yeah. we're not we're not thinking of. Yeah, whatever the numbers is, we can see if we can guess it too. But I think it's, I think five. It's not many. I know that it's definitely not more than like it's definitely not. eh, I don't know. I'd be surprised. Are you guys thinking for multiple games here though, or just at least one? What do you mean? Like you, the question is how many people have scored on more than one occasion. I'm saying six people have done that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going five. You got an answer, or you just said fuck it and then yeah, come yeah. with the answer. Mm-hmm. He's trying to look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look it up. It's six. Uh, uh, let me look at this one more time. I'm seeing it. I, I, I'm getting a bunch of different references here. Kobe Bryant six times. Michael Jordan five yeah. times. Uh, Elgin Baylor and James Harden four times. Mm. The answer is not six, by the way. Damian lowered three times. Mm-hmm. Kobe. I think I said Kobe. Carmelo only had one, so that doesn't count. LeBron James only had one, doesn't count. He had 61 in 2014. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson had one. Devin Booker had one. So we're Dane at five. One. And then Will. So you got to put six, right? So it was Kobe, Dame, Wilt. Yeah. Did Dame, uh, Dame had Kobe, three. Elgin Baylor, James Harden. That's five. Yeah. And then MJ, six. Yeah, six. Yeah. That's it. All right. All right. Sorry. I just had to double check that real quick. Six. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. I didn't think Car- Carmelo, Good though. luck, Griff, on trying to edit that one. Yeah. Yeah. Griff, shout out the man. Hey, I got a trivia question. I got a trivia question real quick. I have one loaded up for last week that I want to tell you. All right. So uh, the way I set this up actually was I did it. It's just over under. I want y'all to give me what you think is the, you know, I'm going to give you a number and then a question with it. I want y'all to tell me if you think it's over or under the amount I told you. That sound good? Yeah. Let's do it. Do it. All right. So it is becoming bolt cutting season for a lot of guys working out, a lot of guys and gals, I should say. So we're talking about the bench press at the NBA combine. Yeah. <laughs> The bench press is 185 pounds, and it's most famous 
for like guys not being able to do it, but most guys can, and some guys can do a lot. So the bench press repper bench press reps record, at the NBA combine over under 25 and a half of 185 pounds, which for anybody that does not know lifting is insanely high amount of reps for 185 pounds. I have no idea. I know. Remember KD couldn't do it. And I was like, yeah, this, that's what I was thinking too. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if there's any like big guys like that. Like Joel Embiid is not out there just pumping. Big, are you saying a big guy that couldn't do it? No. What's the record over under twenty seven or twenty five? Twenty five and a half. So basically, yeah. do you think the record is twenty five or less, or twenty six or more? Probably over. Yeah. I don't know. Probably over. Somebody out there, like Big Baby Davis out there just pumping that shit. Either him or Shaq. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) So the answer is over. It is over. It's 27. Now tell me if you all have ever heard of this guy. His name is Jason Keep. In 2003, did 27 reps of of 185 with the NBA combine. It's by far the record. I shouldn't say by far. There's guys that did 26, but he's the only guy to ever do 27. I got a question. Did he get drafted? Uh, he played a little bit professionally. I don't know if he ever got drafted, though. I, you got to get drafted after that one, dude. I mean, he does hold the record. Nobody's and in recent memory, nobody's really came close. Um, the only guy in like the top like record holders that had even a like a decent NBA career is Udonis Haslam. So obviously, the bench press doesn't translate to NBA talent, but that was just something I found interesting. I wanted to let y'all know. So that's all I got. Appreciate y'all letting me hit throw that one in there. No, that was great, JP. It's better than me, dude. Appreciate it. So that takes us to game of the week. Um, I'll start us up, and uh, let me just say about my Kings Pistons bet. If anybody tailed me, I'm sorry they lost, and it was it was it was ugly. And for watching that game, we yep, my bad, Andy. That's on me. Um, I, I actually old- I don't even bet any of these game of the weeks, guys. Just heads up, I did bet the Curry over 24, Liam. Mm-hmm. I bet your Kings, and and yours was a spread. I just bet money line, and it was a, a three leg parlay, and they're up ten with two like a minute and thirty left, and they lose yeah, they- the game. They just lose it. It was atrocious. I mean, it, it, the only, my only advice is don't bet on bad teams, which is a, a pretty much a consistent thread in my life, but I chose not to do that, and then I bet on a bad team that I lost. So I'm going back to my roots this week with a little same-game parlay, going Suns-Hawks on Thursday, two very hot teams right now, two teams that are very fun to watch. My same gamer I'm throwing together is going to be Devin Booker, two-plus threes, Trey Young, over 22 points, Suns money line. Probably going to be about around plus – Plus 100, plus 150, but I'm going back to my roots. And, uh, yeah, same game parlay. I like it. I'm rocking with you so hard on this, JP. So I like hard. that, yeah. I, I, stay, I stay away from, you know, parlays, but mm-hmm. that this – is, This is surgical right here. Dude. You just <laughs> I might have to nuke this one, brother. This is surgical right here, dog. Damn. This one's it's good. Up. I'm cooking up. Hey, Can you say that one more time? On Can you just parlay? say that one more time for my ears, man? Devin Booker. Two plus three pointers. Yeah. Trey Young over 22 and a half points. Phoenix Suns money line. Bam. Cook it. <sighs> you got to be careful, though. Like Trey Young, when he gets going, man, you saw what he did against the Bucks a couple weeks ago. The Suns are solid, but Suns are different. Suns are different. Suns money yeah, line. Maybe. I don't know, man. I like it, though. It's dicey for sure. I like it. I'm actually going to kind of tell what you're doing, JP. Um, and I'm going to bet on it's, uh, this is another Phoenix game later in the week on Thursday night against, uh, it's Brooklyn at Phoenix and, um, what 10 PM, 10, uh, 10 PM Eastern time. What is it? Um, nine, seven, six, 6 PM Pacific. And, if it's uh, 10 Eastern, it's seven, seven. PM Pacific. <laughs> Seven Pacific for all you guys out there in LA. Yeah. Oh. Seven, but you know, it's it's tough, man. I don't know what the mountain time is, but I wish I knew. Um, yeah, I, I'm not even gonna bet. It's eight. Just keep adding eight? some hours, buddy. Is it eight? Yeah, it goes so it's it's one hour it's just, across. Oh, uh, wait, no. See, this you got man, me all just, kinds of messed yeah, up. Don't, just, don't yeah. focus on your game. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> no, nah, you're good, dude. You're beautiful, man. You're beautiful. Yeah, Brooklyn at Phoenix, Thursday night, TNT. Without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, fuck it, dude. Harden, let's go Harden over thirty points here. Well, uh, actually, I don't even have this. I'm gonna parlay this real quick. Suns money line. Harden's been cooking. No matter what, no matter how pissed the guy is, 
He's cooking. He's going to continue to cook. He's also dishing the rock a little bit. I think the past three games, he has over 10 assists. Who is he giving that ball to? Young Patty. What's good? And uh, Harden's going to keep doing what he does, man. They're going to keep losing and do what they do. But Harden over 30. Suns money line. Harden's, I think he's shooting like 40 a clip. 40% from the from the field. About 40% from three, actually. I think it's like 37 or something. But, uh, yeah, look for Harden to score a lot of points because, you know, that's all James Harden does. Look for the rest to call some fouls on that boy. And that's on Tuesday night, right, Andy? Tuesday? I think it's on Tuesday. Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I'm tripping, dude. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> I'll go to my game of the week. I'm going to ride with the Grizzlies. I think they're playing extremely well. And then that team that's kind of been dropping off a little bit with the Knicks. Um, Grizzlies are third in the West. I looked up at the standings while we were doing the prep. I was like, damn, I didn't know they jumped that high. You know, um, they're playing extremely well. So I'm going to take them. Just, Grizzlies just in the spread. I'm sure they'll be favored a little bit in this game probably two or three points, maybe even more, um, just because how bad the Knicks are playing right now. But, yeah, I'll just take them in their, in their spread and, you know, lay a couple points because they're probably just going to the garden and, and go crazy. So I'm going to take the Grizz in the spread for my game of the week. All right. Let's I'm see a, if we I'm going to ride with that one. Yeah. I, should I ride with that one, JP? Liam, how much confidence do you got in this one, dude? I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think the Grizzlies are playing really well, man. I think they've won like – I think they've won like five or six in a row now, haven't they? So – I don't like spreads. Man, I really don't like betting spreads. I'll only bet spreads if they're like a team that I like in the plus margin. But yeah. we'll see. Hey, you like betting the dogs? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. We're talking about that Tennessee game. Tennessee plus three and a half, favorited. Uh, not even favorited, but they're ranked. Yeah, I'll take it, but I might I might have to do the money on money line on that one, Hope. Yeah, do what you got to do. I'm just out here trying to give the options out here to the people. Let them listen to the, the options they have and what my insight might be. These guys don't want to listen to me, so <laughs> fade me hard. Whoever's listening to this episode is like, this kid is an idiot. So no wonder he loses a lot of money. I'm going to stop talking. Let's get to it. All right, we're getting to it. Man to man worthy, the meat of the episode. And we're starting off with what was arguably the biggest story in the NBA this week and certainly took over Twitter and the NBA internet for a a night. Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan, getting wiggy with it, is an all-star starter this year at 18 points, four rebounds, and two assists stat line. Now, Andrew Wiggins is not a bad player. He's been really good for the Warriors. He's actually found a, a role for himself. Is it what you want out of a number one overall pick? Probably not. I'm sure the Timberwolves will tell you that and the Cavs because they traded him away immediately. But now with the Warriors, he's found a spot. Uh, but he's been good. He ain't been a top 10 player this year. I would argue he ain't been a top 50 player this year, maybe. But he's an all-star starter. And the reason is because of the fan vote. Apparently, there was a K-pop fan group that pushed him to the top because they were the most powerful people on Twitter, apparently. And now he's going to be starting alongside his man, Steph, who was absolutely deserving of an all-star. So... The question isn't inherently whether Andrew Wiggins should be an all-star. I think we'd all agree, probably not. The question here is more, does the fan vote need serious reworking? Should fans even have an input who's an all-star? Right now, we get, we as the fan base, because none of us have all-star votes, get 50% say in who becomes an all-star starter. And that's why we end up with Andrew Wiggins over a guy like a Devin Booker. Do we think this is even remotely in the right way? Do we think it's fun? Is it just, does, should we even care? Liam, what do you think? I mean, uh, uh, just looking at it from the, the big picture, I think we have to have some type of fan interaction in terms of who's picking the all-star. So 50%, we were talking about it. I think, obviously, I think that you see little, you know, nuggets and, you know, asterisks against some of these players like an Andrew Wiggins where you say like, oh, he only got there because of the fan voting system. I don't know how much more you change it to. Is it 60-40 if you're going to change it? Um, But I think from big picture looking in, I love that they give us kind of a voice on who we want. Um, And, yeah, I think – as a, as a fan, you want to see the people you like watching. So if you can get enough people, you know, to like that player, like an Andrew Wiggins, I guess is the only like, you know, example 
to use here. He was playing really well at the very beginning of the season when, you know, Clay Thompson was out and he was, you know, kind of the glue guy for them um, in that sense. But yeah, I think there is something a little bit wrong and we do have to, you know, tweak it here and there. So we don't have this, you know, continually happen every year. And yeah, I don't know the last time something like this had really happened, but if it continues to happen and I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a starter, nobody does. I think that's just out of the question, but it is cool to see this, you know, that, Hey, the fans kind of made this happen. Um, but yeah, I think the all-star is kind of just a joke in, in general. Um, people take it too seriously, but at the same time, it is like accolades and it built, does go on your resume of like, you know, talking about being an all-star every year. Everybody's trying to be an all-star every year. Um, so that's kind of my, I guess, initial thoughts on it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I do think it needs to be changed. I guess that's kind of where I stand. Um, I'm always with the fans. So I, I like it, whatever it is, it is, you know, the fans kind of got DeMontis Sabonis in there for two straight years. So and it, I mean, I don't really care, but if we're going to talk about it, it's no, he shouldn't be a starter in the all-star game. I'm going to be honest, this came out of nowhere for me. I mean, you know, I think other guys are very deserving more than Andrew Wiggins. Um, but I, I don't know if it, you know, it goes by position too. Right. So. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I, but I like the, I like the fan vote. I like the fan voting of it. But uh, sometimes it doesn't make sense, and and sometimes it kind of pisses other coaches and players, maybe maybe players off in the NBA who are des- more deserving of that spot when fans are picking players like an Andrew Wiggins, but even players like you know Lamelo Ball or something like that. I'm not saying Lamelo Ball is not worthy of an All Star, but you know what I'm saying. Just like picking guys that they should be. Um, and the, who they want to see in the all-star game, but realistically shouldn't be there. I don't know, man. Andrew Wiggins, sure. Like, g- give it to him. They've been they've been balling. He's been balling all year. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, Andy. I, I feel that. At the other day, you know, so, some, if you want to see the guy in an all-star game, you can vote him there. I mean, it's, it's all-star, not all-stat. You know, that that, that is a, a point. And like, you know, even they had Dirk, you know, the, the Dwayne Wade all-stars, like the last few. Did they play up to it? No, but they're still stars in the league. I'm not sure Wiggins falls into that category, but another, an alternate point of this is that a lot of these guys have incentives in their contracts when it comes to all-star games. Should we as a fan base, even though again, it's only 50% and it's one specific thing, but still, should we have that much input into whether these guys reach these incentives? That is tough for me to say. It's tough for me to be like, I think if, because another guy's going to get snubbed. That's a fact. If Wiggins gets a spot, somebody else that was probably deserving of it isn't going to get it. And that guy could have had millions of dollars on the line, whether he gets this all-star game. It's tough. And granted, you can look at the other way and say, oh, but Wiggins got millions of dollars. Cool. But uh, it's tough for me. I, I wouldn't have voted him. I, he wouldn't. Again, like I said, he's not even in my probably top uh, 50, maybe a little stretch. Definitely like 40 players in the league this year. But hey, what are we going to do? Fan vote's not going anywhere. The NBA loves it. Gets great interaction every year. Yeah, I think it's maybe – I think next year probably moves down to just like, like a third, third fan vote, third player vote, third uh, media vote. But we'll see. Nothing we can really do about it. But something else we can't do anything about, but we love to talk about, is the trade deadline. It's coming up. Uh, we are reaching the point where there typically begins to make some moves, but we really haven't seen much yet. It's been quiet on the old hot stove. Uh, nothing big yet. We've seen the Wizards want to make some moves. The Kings want to make some moves. The Sixers really want to make some moves, as they have all year, for the guy Ben Simmons. Even teams that usually aren't very active at the break, seems like the Spurs, they're, they're, they're starting to cook up a little bit. Well, things happened. Uh, do we think this is showing that it's just going to be a quiet deadline? We're getting hyped up for nothing? Or is this the calm before the storm? I'm going to go to Andy. Go to Liam first. <laughs> go to Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is – I'll say this. Uh once February hits, I do this thing of turning on my uh, notifications, my Twitter notifications. The Woj bombs are going to come in. You know, we're going to see movement. It happens every year. I don't know if there's going to be big moves like we see maybe in, you know, the past. I know the biggest news around surrounding Ben Simmons, kind of the the Kings kind of were the main team that was kind of pushing for Ben Simmons. They kind of backed away. Um, I know obviously the 76ers are looking to move him. I don't know if he's going to be movable um, before then. But, yeah, to answer your question, 
shortly and precisely, I would say, yeah, I think we, we all know it's, it's going to be those, those time of the year once February hits that moves are going to be making uh, or be made. And it just is a matter of time. I don't know how loud it's going to be, but it is going to be moves are going to be made. Um, I, I don't think, I, I don't think we'll see Simmons moved until the season's over with. Right. I mean, the Kings, right. They've been pushing it hard for the past two weeks, but then they just came out. Right. And just said that they're asking too much for it. And I get it, but come on, man. Like you just have to be realistic about what you want. And like you were saying, JP earlier, I think, I don't know. I don't know if you were saying the episode actually maybe before the episode, uh, Joel Embiid MVP. I think we're going to get to that in here in a second, but, um, they've been doing it, but without Ben Simmons. So it kind of says like who, what kind of player Ben Simmons is, um, and who he isn't when he's not on a team. So I think that's that's just kind of what I think about it. Um, I, I just don't – when we're talking about Ben Simmons, I just don't – I don't see him playing for a team this year. I don't see him competing. I don't think it makes sense for him and his team um, that are managing him, and I just – I don't know. I but think in, 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 the, the, the Woj bombs, right. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for the Woj bombs, man. I think everyone's <laughs> got the Woj bombs. My boys are sending me Woj bombs, and that aren't even bombs. And I'm like, it's the calm before the storm. So definitely, we'll, we'll definitely touch up on this again. Yeah, I was gonna say I think if any if any Ben Simmons talk comes up and there is a move, I still don't think Ben Simmons will play this year. I think if anything, he'll he'll wait it out, um, kind of get back into NBA shape. If he goes to a contender, obviously that's different. But if he's going to a, a team like the Kings or, you know, even I don't want to say the Wizards because I know the Wizards are kind of playing better than expected. I would say, but even a team like the Wizards. I don't know if you will see him right away. Um, it's more of like a build for the future if Ben Simmons is being moved, at least for me. So, yeah. You got anything else, JP, on that? I know you. I know um, you got some talk about that. Yeah, I do got something. It's you guys kind of touched on it that I do think this is the calm before the storm because when teams get antsy at the deadline, they start dealing. They always do. Um, but for me right now. I, it's struggling to see a path where any team that is like on borderline contention makes a miraculous trade to push themselves to the front. There was a big study done on it a couple of seasons ago. I don't remember who did it, but I remember reading about it where they basically showed that of the last like 15 NBA champions, none of them made moves at the deadline that resulted in players playing more than like seven minutes a game in the playoffs or something like that. It just, these teams that are going to win the championships are already set. So with the how tight it is this year, especially in the East, do I think that could change? Yes, but at the end of the day, the deadline is, I think, just more fun than it is really impactful on, on these teams. So as much as it is fun to watch, I, I'm, I've always been kind of about the deadline. Like, it just it, it doesn't really matter. It's teams getting rid of expiring contracts and guys getting moved around to all just end up losing to these top-level teams again. So I'm not – I, as much as I love talking about the deadline, I don't think it's that big a deal, really. But something that has been a big deal about the deadline, which is going to end up not being anything, but we'll be a, into the offseason, is James Harden reportedly wants out of Brooklyn after the season. He's unhappy in Brooklyn. He doesn't – There's multiple reasons have been said for it, but at the end of the day, he just liked it better in Houston and other places. He's unhappy. And he has stated that he will be testing free agency this year, no matter what. He's not going to re-sign with the Nets at the current moment. Not saying he won't in the future, but that's what he's talking about right now. While James Harden is still one of the best players in the league, and Philly has apparently been very, very much in the play for him, do we think we're about to be robbed of ever seeing this Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden combination for an extended period of time? Do we think at the end of this year, because it's been seen that we're not seeing KD for the next few weeks, Kyrie's not going to be able to play full-time no matter what. And James Harden wants out. Are we ever going to get to see this combination for longer than the 20-so the games we've seen? You already know my answer, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> we know what Andy thinks about. I know what you think about this. I think for me, <laughs> it's just – the whole idea, and I hate to bring this up like this, but when you talk about Kyrie Irving – He's kind of that guy that started this um, mm -hmm. in terms of playing, not playing. No, there's injuries along the way, but this all started with Kyrie. Now he's not playing 
and because he can't play in Brooklyn and being vaccinated. And yeah, I don't think at the end of the day, James Harden is like, I'm on board with this. I would really like to play with KD, but all the other shenanigans um, with Kyrie, I don't really want to be a part of it. In my eyes, I think that's kind of where it started and where it stems from Um, because they kind of do the same thing. They need the ball in their hand. Um, I don't know. I I think we'll be – I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word robbed. I would just be the word is just non-interested in seeing these three play. And I'm obviously it would be, you know, it's a headline and it's great for, you know, boosting up ratings, watching all three of these guys try to win a championship together. But at this point, we're not seeing it. So I mean, James Harden wants to win. I think that's the end of the day story and KD obviously wants to win Kyrie's just kind of out there doing his own thing so Harden's like let me go play with the real MVP over in in uh, Philly and Joel Embiid so if he could be over there with him I think that would be more of a, a better fit for him in terms of play style and stuff but who knows but yeah I don't I would use the the word robbed very lightly I don't think it's robbed but <laughs> Go ahead, I, Andy. Preach, I, I, to him. I, I, <laughs> preach to him about this. I really feel like I've been preaching about the same thing for the past three weeks, right? They're not. It's evident, man. But the thing about – I watched the presser with James Harden, and uh, you, did you see what he said? Did no. you, He's just like uh, – they, they talked about it. They, I mean, they brought up the topic. He's like, oh, yeah, the report's coming out. He's saying, what reports? Like, obviously, and he was like, obviously, I'm frustrated, but there's no, there's not been any reports. If you're going to hear anything from me, it's going to be from me. But while we're talking about it, I'm frustrated. Yeah, sure. I like winning. I'm a competitor. Everyone else in the NBA is a competitor. It's, it's obvious. It's obvious that this isn't working because Kyrie is too much of a drama queen and they need Kyrie to be the leader. So why? (laughs) It's not going to work. Kevin Durant. Is gonna he's going to come back from injury. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to go far in the playoffs, and then they're going to be get beat in the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. If or they're just gonna get rocked first round. If they lose first round, it's over with. <laughs> this is a team like the Rams. It's over with. You're gonna get you're gonna really get one shot at this if you got. It's over with, bro. If they lose first round, it's over with. The, the whole team is exploding. James Harden is out. I don't know where he's going to go. He's out. It, I, Andy, I love seeing you so fired up. And I know this topic gets you fired up, so that makes me happy. But, yeah, I, it's going to be really sad if this team with this much talent on it never – got look at Leon. I don't know why he's laughing. I'm looking at myself when I usually talk, but – yeah. yeah he, you just this, make me it, – it's just, it's just funny to see you, like, you know, passionate about a topic, you know. Be happy yeah, out here, man. Be happy. Speaking <sighs> of KD and James Harden and MVPs, and we Joel Embiid has been brought up. Uh, the MVP race right now is, is slowly turning into a little two-man race between Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Uh, Giannis is up there as well, but uh, pretty much every outlet is making it look like, and the people who are talking to the media who have these votes are saying that it's probably going to be one of these two guys. Uh Joel has been playing out of his mind recently. One of the best stretches we've seen from a big man, from a player in general in a very long time, leading the Sixers team that has some talent but should not be competing with some of these top teams if they didn't have Joel Embiid. And then Nikola Jokic has been arguably the most efficient, most impactful player in league history this year by some advanced metrics. I mean, he's been insane on a team that really doesn't have a lot of talent besides him for the Nuggets. Uh, Do we think this has turned into a two-person race? Because I certainly do. And then uh, who do we think is going to win? And, I, and I'll start us up this time. And I'll say that if I had to vote right now, because neither of these guys, the teams these guys are on, are blowing anybody out of the water, I would give my vote to Jokic. And I've been on the Joel and B train all year. But Jokic is – if you, when you watch this Nuggets team without Jokic on the floor, and it's the same with jo- Joel and B, but it is just a different level without Jokic on the floor for this Nuggets team. They are hopeless. They are so bad. And then you put Nicole Jokic on the floor, and they are like a top 10 offensive team. The guy, it is insane how well he's playing. So I'd give it to Nicole Jokic, but my number two vote would certainly be going to Big Joe. And, hey, if Big Joe ends up coming out and t- winning this thing, I'll be very, very happy because he was my preseason prediction. And it, his stock tanked a little bit, but now it's going back up. So 
I, I, I'm happy to see these guys winning it, but I'll give my vote to the Joker right now. Liam, what are you thinking? So this is where I'll start my conversation because I think this is kind of a way out the groundwork of how I look at MVP. The MVP, people have different definitions of what an MVP is. And in your sense, you take joke the Joker off the team. Like you said, they are the worst team probably in basketball right now if you take somebody. And he has the most impact. So that is the probably most valuable player for that team. But in today's NBA and today's talk about an MVP, for me, is not that. It, you, you have to look at a couple of different things. He might not be the best player in the NBA, but he is leading his team. The Nuggets, yeah, they're doing great, but we see Ben or Ben Simmons sitting out. We see Joel Embiid not eating hamburgers and cheeseburgers on the sideline. He's talking to reporters afterwards like he's locked in. And I think for me, that's where he is impacting his team more in terms of leading his team to obviously make a playoff run. And I think we've also seen that he can do that um, and be in the Eastern Conference Finals and just be the the superstar and the kind of the franchise guys of a team. Not saying that Joker not that and can't do that, but I think it's more he's been more impactful so far this year in Joel Embiid. So I have to go with Joel Embiid. I know John Moran, I know I mentioned him. He has to be a little bit in my conversation too. Kind of told Andy this beforehand. If he keeps playing in the next couple of weeks, following the all-star break or leading up to the all-star break. And then afterwards he continues to play like he is, he could possibly run it um, and be in, you know, that discussion. But as of right now, kind of, there are only two people um, in my eyes. So I'll take, I'll take Joel and B for me, but it's tight. It's a very tight race for sure. Yeah. What's Steph? Now Clay's back. Now it's not Steph. Poor month last month. I said, JP, can he play well next month and get MVP? Now you got to play all year. But <laughs> a lot of these players do have slumps, though, right? Like Joel Embiid had a huge slump when the first of the, the season started, right? So I don't know. It, it's a long – it's still a long season. We still have the second half of the season. So who knows? It's like somebody, you know, forgets about the Steph Curry thing that he just did for the past month and a half, and now it's on to a new player. Next month, which players are going to be? And then they're going to forget about that. And at the end of the season, is it going to be Curry when they take him on a run and then they go far? And you know what I'm saying? It's very up and down. And like you guys were saying, when I was getting so excited about plus 17, I could make 17 grand. I now get what you're saying. So I don't know. Done better over here. But uh, yeah, it's all just changing, right? It's all just a tire rotation. So it's going to be, I, I think Giannis could win it, you know, the, be the first player to win it three times out of four years. In a four-year span, I think Ja could win it. I also think Ja could win, like, most improved player of the year. Um, obviously, all-star. MVP is up there. Um, I'd, I'd put Ennis up there, but I don't want to do that right now. Um, but if I had to, if I had to pick somebody, I'm still going to go with Steph Curry. I think what Steph Curry is going gonna, is gonna to do at the end of the season, or at least the second half of the season, into the end of the season, I think we're going to be like, damn, it's got to be Steph Curry, dude. Because these these Joel and B's, I get it. It's cool and all, but what's what you Joel? What Joel is doing right now for his team is amazing. Without Ben Simmons, like it's spectacular, what he's doing. Jokic, we've seen it. It's not that entertaining. It's really not that exciting. I get it. I've seen what he does. What Steph Curry brings to the game is what no other player brings to the game ever in the NBA history. I just think that's second half of the season going into what they're going to do. Make that run with Klay Thompson. It's going to a lot of eyes going to be on Steph Curry. He's definitely going to be out there in top three. Hey, I'm with them. Stick to your That's guns, and I, and I like it. Yeah, it's a fair argument, man. I was yeah. going to try to rebut that, but you, mm -hmm. you did very well. I, yeah, you, I ain't got nothing I, to say on that. I just, I just think <laughs> you know that's how it is. Like, yeah. you know, I, I didn't know what Joel Embiid. He was eating burgers. Now he's fucking balling. You know, fifty burgers. He's eating fifty burgers now. So, I think people forget it. It's it's an everyday thing. What people are looking at. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And your your point about exciting players is is well well stated. I mean, there there are certainly some voters. We're going to look to the more dynamic player, which Jokic is a lot of things. He's not overly dynamic, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm with you. Hey, I get it. I, I hope Steph tears it up this last, the second half of the season, but I, I, I still think Jokic going to probably win it over. So, and then our last man to man worthy topic is another award rookie of the year race. One of the best in recent memory. And it's, it's only heating up every week. I feel like it's somebody else at the top. 
but the, the man who's been pretty much consistently at the, the at his best, number one at the worst, probably number three, is Evan Mobley with the Cavs. He's been really, really good on a really good Cavs team. We talked about him a little bit last show, so we're going to talk too much about him. But uh, the topic I want to bring to you guys real quick, and this one we can just do real quick, is um, Cade Cunningham has been balling for the Pistons. I mean, it, and every week he's getting more and more recognition. Guys are coming out and saying the man is a hooper because he is. Uh, do we think if Cade Cunningham keeps putting up these kind of stat lines, like the other night he had like 32, 6, 4, and 4 or something like that, if he keeps putting up numbers like that, the lead between him and Mobley, no matter how good the Cavs are doing, has to be shrinking, right? Like it has See, to that's my that's my argument kind of with the MVP of your team, putting your team in a position to win. And Pistons aren't doing a goddamn thing out there. You know, they're the worst team. And yes, Mobley is doing really good things for a team that is doing really well, you know, turning heads. So that's kind of where you there's more than just that guy for me. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just, that's kind of what I'm saying, like about the MVP. It's not all about just the stats. You have to look at what he does for his team. If you, you know, are they winning? Are they losing? That's why Mobley's lead is, it is how big it is now because they're doing so well, you know? So yes, I've been a Cade backer for since he'd been, I mean, me and Andy have gone back and forth about this, about is Cade good or is he bad or is he soft or whatever. He's a great player, but if your team's not winning, there's no reason. And another guy that is a rookie is a big part of reason why they are winning. He's going to win no matter what. That's just – there's more than just, you know, the numbers and, and how well he's playing. It's also you have to take into account how his team is doing. Is he a good leader? Is he, you know – not selfish. There's other things that I think should, you know, be a part of, you know, winning an award like rookie of the year, like the MVP. So that's my, 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 I guess, thoughts on it again with kind of with this MVP talk, rookie of the year talk type thing. So exciting players again, it's going to win this award. Whoever the most exciting player is going to win this award. I'm looking at LaMelo Ball, John Moran, Luka Doncic. I mean, I don't think Cade Cunningham is too exciting. He's on an exciting team. Um, I don't think he's very entertaining, although I like his game. He's just kind of like a slow guy to me. I don't know. Evan Mobley, I'm not too big of a fan on bigs, especially, I mean, there hasn't been a big that's won one in the past three years. But, um, yeah, got to be Mobley, man. It's just a front runner. It's, it's, it's like a, I don't know, what's it called, JV, like award for the NBA. So I, I got to say Mobley. He's too much in the league, so. And I'm also going to bet on him. I know I've been saying this, but it's got to be Mobley, man. He's just too big, man. I mean, his defensive impact has been insane. It's been like top 15 at least um, defensive rating, whatever defensive rating or whatever it is in the league. So you got to take a guy like that. It just comes in. looks like a Chris Bosh already in, in the in, – uh, <laughs> whatever, it's Evan Mobley. When he's, when he's putting posters up of Giannis – you have to that, – that's exciting. So that kind of plays into your excitement. But, but yeah, well, that's pretty much uh, – it, it would be – so I love Kate Cunningham. I think he's climbing the ladder super fast. I think he's going to be a great player in this league. When you have a guy like Evan Mobley who's probably going to be on an all-defensive team in the NBA, well, I don't know if he makes first team, but he should be making second team. When you have a rookie that does that, it's really hard not to give that guy rookie of the year because that is so difficult, especially when he's actually had a, a good offensive impact as well. Because rookies are bad at defense. That's just, like that, that is just, that's how the NBA goes. And Evan Mobley is not. He's incredibly good at defense. So we'll see. I really like uh, I like Evan Mobley. I, I, I want to see Kate Cunningham take him over again because he was my preseason pick. But I, I do think Evan Mobley's lead, if the Cavs keep playing as well as they are right now, would be incredibly difficult to overcome. And that's all we got for Man of Man Worthy. Anybody got any honorable mentions real quick? Nothing? Nothing, Nothing off the gallery? No. Nothing off the top of my head. And it's candid and, and that is okay. We did, we did, <laughs> I do, we, we did I, some minutes. Oh, I wait, do wait, actually wait, have wait. one honorable mention. I, I woke up today just, you know, first of all, I really like watching ESPN or whatever I'm waking up to in the morning. But when it's first take, I don't know if you guys saw the skit from SNL that they did oh, on yeah. first take. It is so funny. If you haven't, go check it out. It's like 10 a.m., I want to watch first take. I like Stephen A. Smith. I don't like getting yelled at at 10 a.m. before coffee. But um, I did wake up this morning and see on NBA Live. I don't even know how I have this channel or the NBA channel. 
2017 Atlanta Hawks versus the uh, New York Knicks, where Tim Hardaway's on the Hawks, Courtney Lee's on the Hawks, Mike Dunleavy's on the Hawks, Carmelo's on the Knicks, Porzingis is on the Knicks. I have no idea why they were playing this game. I watched it for like 10 minutes. That shit is that's nostalgic as hell, dude. I love that kind of old school stuff. I don't know why they were playing the game. Anybody listening out there, if you know anything about the Hawks, Knicks, in the regular season or some shit, because I know damn well those two teams didn't make the playoffs. Let me know. Maybe that was Carmelo's last year or something with the Knicks. I can't remember. But, yeah, shout out to the – I was just going to shout out Mike Dunleavy because I ain't seen that face in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout that's out crazy. Mike, dude. Courtney Lee, Memphis boy back in the day. Honorable, hey, that's a great honorable match. I, I have no idea why they were showing that game, but shout out to NBA TV. Great, great, great channel. Great channel. Love that. They were, they were bored, dude. They were real bored they, trying to figure out what they, content to post. Bro, 24-hour programming is hard, man. I don't know. I, that, you you got to go in deep into the archives, find that. But yeah. And we are going deep into this episode. We're, we're running a little short on time, but we're going to finish up with the way we've been finishing up all of our episodes recently with some all-star guesses. And now this episode of all-star guesses is very very special because we've already had a few all-stars announced for anybody that, that hasn't been hearing about it. The all-star starters were announced as we talked earlier. Uh, they are Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Adetokounmpo, LeBron James, Nicole Jokic, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, John Morant, Trey Young, and Andrew Wiggins. So that's 10. For anybody at home keeping track, that means there are seven substitutions that need to happen for both teams because they have five starters, seven reserves. There will be a alternate for KD because he's already said he's not playing, but we don't take that into account here because we uh, we like nice even numbers at 24. So the other guesses we have had so far were, I guess, Steph, KD, Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan. I also guess Devin Booker and James Harden. Hoop so far has guessed Luca, Chris Paul, and LaMelo Ball. Andy guessed Ja, so he's already got one on the board. Jason Tatum and Zach Levine. And then I guess Trey Young, so I've already got one on, on the board, plus all the other lock starters, which don't really count. Uh, Fred and Fred Van Vliet, and then nobody guessed Andrew Wiggins yet, but he's in there. So we each have that is, that in total right there is, if I'm doing my math right, 18 guesses. So we're missing six players. So we have six guesses to go, which means we will each guess two players. Going with Andy for his first guess, and we do this in just normal draft style. So Andy, who do you got for your last couple guesses here? I think Julius Randle's got to be an all-star. I think you're a bum. <laughs> My God. <laughs> the preparation for this, Andy had no idea what the fuck we were doing until like two minutes before. <laughs> I, I, know, I checked it on the dock just a second ago to make sure I was in the right spot. I saw Drew. <laughs> and I, was like, I, I know he's not about to say this, man. <laughs> nah, I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. That's my last one. That was, that was just be funny. Uh, but he is balling, you know, he should get paid at least. Um, Garland, Darius Garland for sure. Shout out Nashville boy, putting up man, tremendous numbers. JP, I got to take some of your words here in the book. Um, got to study him. <clears throat> Garland's crazy right now, man. Better than Trey Young. <clears throat> I'm, I'm eating sours. <clears throat> Somebody else go ahead. My fault, dude. <clears throat> <laughs> My guy is dead over there. Um, I'll go, I'll, I'll do. I'll do Donovan Mitchell. I know he was hurt a, a, for a couple of weeks, but he's still out there balling. Um, I think you can't just not leave him out off the list. So I'll go Donovan Mitchell as my, I guess, what, fifth pick? I got to go Garland. <laughs> That's it for me. All right. We've gone Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Um, I know he's been off and on playing this year, but he's been the best player on a number one seeded Heat team. And uh, that's usually good enough to get you into an all-star game. And he's Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's a great player in the league. So I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Butler as my, my second to last pick. And then that takes us back to the top. Andy, can you, can you speak again? You ready to give your, your take here? <laughs> Got to go, Julius. And I'm, I'm for real this time. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Rudy Gobert, probably. Just a guy that, that is deserving to be an all-star every single year. He's one of the best defensive players of all time. Got to go with Rudy Gobert. I have no idea what his numbers are this year. Yeah. Um, I guess my last one will be I asked JP how to pronounce his first name because I was a little uh scared I didn't want to butcher it too hard, but DeJounte, is that what we decided? Um DeJounte, yeah. DeJounte, Jadante, how just 
Jonte. That's what I'm gonna call you, Jonte. Mm-hmm. Not no D. Jonte Murray um, with the Spurs. The last couple of, I think the last like ten games, he's averaged like twenty, almost twenty three points a game, like nine or ten assists and like nine rebounds, like almost a triple double in the last like ten games. So, I think you can't. I mean, if I'm gonna have to pick some random like an Andrew Wiggins, let's uh let's get Dejounte Murray in there instead of him. So I'll go that that direction. All right, Dejounte Murray. So that that takes Rudy Gobert and Dejounte Murray up the board. And this is our final guess. And I, I'm going with a guy who has been probably borderline All Star when you know people put out their lists all the time. This has kind of been the last guy for most of the year, and it's Jared Allen. He's on the Cavs. He has been kind of the unsung hero for him because of Mobley's emergence, guys like Garland. But Jared Allen has been incredible this season, and it's the best he's seen in his career, and he's so good. He deserves this all-star. It may be the only time he ever gets it, so I want to see him in there. I, lo- I love Jared Allen. I love his game. Uh, the dirty work guy who also happens to be balling this year. So for our 24th and final guess, we're going with Jared Allen. And that is all we have for the all-star guesses. So we will go back and do the research once all the, the rosters are announced, which should be later this week. And uh, we'll put out there who, who got, if it, who got some wrong, who got all theirs, right. Who guessed every starter, which was actually none of us. So we, but we got close, but yeah, we'll, we'll put that out there for the people. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, it, I would be surprised if, well, we didn't go, we didn't go 24 for 24 because we didn't guess Wiggins, but 23 for 24 would be pretty damn good as a group. I got to get one on the board. I ain't, none of my none of my guys have been called yet. So, nah, me neither. I think hey, you, now you, you got, got Ja. You got Ja. You got ja. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This guy. He, yeah. 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 You guys. Yeah. 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 Oh. Don't talk right. about man. <laughs> With that, guys, I think <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hop out of here. Um, go follow us on social media. Thank you, JP. Thank you, Mr. Andy. Um, if you guys don't have anything, I'm a namaste. Just fools out of here. So, namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste, gentlemen. Namaste. We'll see y'all next week, baby.